Hello, and thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking. This is Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, this summer, and I'm really quite surprised to have seen this, um, Louisiana recently became the first state to enact a Blue Lives Matter law, um, in essence, making it a hate crime to assault or kill a police officer. Um, legislation like this is um, being debated in the state houses in places like Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas. Now, I think it's a, it's a wildly good idea to separate and turn uh, an assault on a police officer or murder of a police officer into an even more serious offense. But the question then becomes, when the prosecutor takes the case, you know, do they have, w- will they have the willingness to, to move forward with a hate, co- hate crime charge, or will they just continue to proceed as usual, um, in some cases ignoring cases against you know, these, 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 these murderers? What do you, what do you think is going to be happening in the future in places like Louisiana? Well, it's interesting that they're proposing the legislation. If you look at hate crimes in general, uh, the standard and classification of types of hate crimes vary from state to state. You would think that there would be a national standard, but there's not. Mm -hmm. And in class, I talk about it often. uh, We do a segment uh, on research. Um, I use the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, website to show the map of the United States. And state by state, how they classify hate crimes. And you'll often see that uh, some states recognize hate crimes by discrimination or acts due to uh, the race, gender, ethnicity, disability, religion, sexual orientation, and others uh, relating to the victim. But there's a standard and a threshold where the suspect has to uh, show that the assault or the attack is due to one of those things. So mm-hmm. I think when it comes to um, classifying uh, assaults or, or violent acts on police officers as a hate crime, I'm sure that there is a threshold that has to be met. So you're, in essence, you're going to have to capture from the suspect that he shouted uh, some epithets or that he uh, otherwise said something that dealt with the fact that you are a cop. You blankety blank, you know, fry the pigs or all that sort of stuff. Um, And and so the the burden of proof would be on prosecution to, to bring that up in court. So I think the devil's in the details. I like the fact because I think it capture it will capture um, assaults on police officers and 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 different from the how the FBI uniform crime reports capture it now, an officer doesn't have to suffer uh, an injury to be part of that classification. So I think it would be good for the general public to see uh, the kind of. Um, you know, onslaught that police officers deal with on a, a regular basis, a daily basis. Yeah, I think that the um, you raise a really interesting point that brings to mind this this point here. Many officers underreport that they've been assaulted. They they don't put it in the reports that they have been assaulted. Um, and in in many well, for example, you know, there is this kid and I don't know where he was but some some place in the middle of the country who decided he was going to try and poison he was a subway employee poison an officer's drink now that to me would rise to the level of being a hate crime obviously the attacks in Baton Rouge and Dallas which left eight officers dead clearly hate crimes that was a stated intent to 
murder police officers or harm police officers. Ramos and Lou in New York City, you know, that that dude drove from Virginia or someplace, Baltimore, someplace like that, um, all the way to New York to to commit his heinous crime. People are announcing their intentions on Twitter. Um, People are, are saying these hateful, horrible things on social media, which could be in my way of looking at the world construed as you know as, as as hate for on the basis of what you just mentioned right of you know whether it's your skin or your your uniform color that's a hate crime right right no i think you make a good point and we have seen from these uh zealots these uh mentally ill individuals who have attacked police officers they have no problem uh generating their thoughts out onto social media even sometimes during the attacks themselves we saw what the suspect did in Orlando. We mm-hmm. saw what the Dallas suspect uh, put out and, and many others. So I think you're right there. I think those are going to be no-brainer cases where they target individuals because of who they are. Um, I just wonder, um, right now we have, and you, you, started, you started with it, we have on, on um, the books crimes of... Uh, felony threats against police officers, mm-hmm. assaults on police officers, their, their own codes. But we often don't see them, and I think sometimes it's the machismo of the uh, law enforcement officers who say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to uh, make a police report or charge a guy every time he threatens me or every time he takes a swing at me. It's part of the job. And I've heard, I've heard prosecutors say that too. Well, isn't this kind of part of the job? So I think we need to get over that. We need to make sure that we... Uh, log these things, we tabulate them, and we build up um, this 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 database so we could show the public. I think there's this a lot of misinformation out there to the public where officers are assaulted repeatedly. They do a good job of defending themselves. They don't always seek prosecution, but I think the public really needs to hear that. Yeah, and I think that just having the debate um, around creating this legislation in places like New York and Pennsylvania, it raises the awareness of the fact that officers are being assaulted continuously and ongoing merely for their uniform, not because, you know, a subject is is violently um, defending themselves or anything like that. They're actually, you know, spitting on officers. That's an assault. You know, slapping at officers. That's an assault. And they go completely underreported. Um, Joel Schultz, a columnist for Police One and... Um, a consultant, police consultant, he has begun to really press this issue forward in, in, in some of his writing and in some of his consulting work. He's trying to get agencies to encourage officers to be better about getting it on paper that, you know, I was assaulted six times this shift. It was this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And at least then we can have a better understanding and we can broadcast that out to the public so that there's a better understanding of what the officers are going through every day. Sure. And I, th- I think... As far as a deterrent factor, I really don't see the impact of a hate crime uh, charge uh, for assaults on police officers because many of the people that we deal with or, or are often assaulted by are people that are intoxicated, they're under the influence of drugs, they're deranged, they're mentally ill. So I don't think there's a real deterrent factor where somebody would say, wait, oh, wait I'm going to no. stop. Yeah. I'm not going to assault this officer because I know I can go to jail. I think... In these cases, there are crimes of passion, if you will, or there are crimes uh, Well, hate, hate is a passion. It's right? a passion, but these people are caught up in the moment. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to be arrested. Um, but we've seen in Philadelphia uh, people rush up 
two mm-hmm. officers minding their own business and attacking them uh, sometimes with firearms. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's there these increasing numbers of ambush attacks. You know, at the time of this recording, um, firearms deaths are up. I think 70, 78 or so percent wow. over last year. Um, there's been a three hundred percent increase year over year in the number of ambush attacks. Three hundred percent, and I think you know when you have officers who are being attacked with a machete or a handgun or what have you, or, or personal weapons, you know, fists and knees and feet, um, because of what they're doing, because of the job that they've decided to, do, to take, mm-hmm. I find it fascinating that Louisiana being the first and these other states taking it under consideration, that the prosecutor could actually bring a hate crime charge. And I, I, I agree with you completely. There's no deterrent factor here at all. Right. But a, as a, a consequence factor... You know, you're going to add extra years to the charge. You know, and and if they're if they're if they're um, found guilty, you know, they're they're going to spend more time in jail, which will keep them off the street. You know, I mean, it, obviously, it becomes a CO problem there. Sure. But you know, the officers then I think are protected. Sure, I like it. Life sentence, thirty days at a time. <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll be back again next week with another policing podcast, uh, policing matters. Mm-hmm.